friendship can be a big, important part of our lives. Whether it's one or two really good friends or a large group of like-minded people, you're all there to share in the good times and be a shoulder in the bad. But what happens when your best friend turns into your worst nightmare? Hey, all good things have to come to an end. And that means we're going to change up the show a little bit. We've been at this almost a year. We're approaching our whatever episode it would be, 52, I guess, very soon here. And we're going to we're gonna change the format up a little bit. So stay tuned. We're going to do it the ripped from the headlines. We're going to keep it going. That sounds terrible. What do you want me to say? I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, you're right. You're good. I don't know what to say. That's fine. <laughs> it's not good. It's fine. <laughs> from time to time during the How Did We Miss That podcast, we may talk about details of crimes that some may find triggering or disturbing. Listener discretion is highly advised. we miss that? Hello and welcome back to a different episode of How Did We Miss That? I'm Christine. And I'm John. I really butchered that. Sorry. If, if anybody could decipher what I was trying to say there in the beginning, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the show's going to be a little different. Yeah, we're going to try a different format. Yes, you've been so used to us covering stories somewhat in depth. Mm-hmm. Yours more than mine, but lately we've been doing some uh, very current, you know, ripped from the headlines, as they say, stories, and we've gotten a huge response. So yes, I'm going to keep doing that, mostly because I'm super busy and have had a hard time <laughs> researching lately, but I, I think it's interesting. Like, I follow all the news stuff, and, you know, I, I find this stuff right when it breaks, and I want to talk right. about it when there's not necessarily a ton of information. So it'll be a little shorter. And I'm still going to do a, a this day in history crime related thing as well. I love it. And I maybe we'll switch off so you can have a break of doing all the heavy lifting. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yes. All right. Go for it. Okay. Well, I'm still going to tell you my story tonight. Um, before I do that, though, I want to update everybody on the family that was found dead on the Sierra Trail. The Sheriff's Department updated. Um with not very much information, to be honest with you, but they were able to completely rule out two forms of death, basically. They did not die from trauma, as we kind of already knew. Yeah. Which would be, you know, being hit in the head or strangled or shot or anything yes. that would cause the body to die anyway. Yeah. And they also ruled out, oh shoot, I can't remember. Oh, uh, poison? Toxic algae. Oh. So there was no, the water. So supply it was not toxic algae. Okay. So that's, um, you know, that's one thing, I guess. But the toxicology report should be out in the next two to three weeks. Mm. We'll learn a little bit more. They actually even sent the dog's information out. <laughs> yes. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching. I'm very curious about I'm this. I'm very curious. I want to know what happened to these poor people. I feel so bad. Right now in my brain it's still covid until proven otherwise, but um <laughs> they're just dead. Yeah, covid. Everybody. <laughs> yeah, just spontaneously combust of covid. Okay. Yeah, is, I it don't know. New, is it a new strain? Yes, this is the uh Sierra strain. I don't know. Yeah, what, I don't. <laughs> what would E be? What's E? 
they do Greek letters, so it's going to be epsilon, I guess. But they're already talking about lambda because lambda comes before, comes huh? after delta. What? No, there's <laughs> alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon, zeta, eta, theta. Yeah. Did I, I, I say was, lambda already? I don't, I don't know. know. I was not in the Greek system, so. I was. Anyway. Um, I don't know any of those things. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard something about lambda, but I don't feel like we're there yet. Who knows? I don't <laughs> I don't know. know. It's, everything's a COVID death until proven otherwise. Sure. And All then right. it's still a COVID death. Anyway. According to the media. Sure. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, tonight I actually originally started out researching a different story. But as I got into researching it, it was all over the place. So it was basically just me that missed it. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. It wasn't everyone else. <laughs> it was just me. So I decided not to do that one. But as I was researching this particular one, I started seeing all these other stories that hadn't been covered that had the same premise to them. And so I'm going to share four of them with you today. Mm. Very short little snippets. Um, the story that I had originally been researching was the story of Skylar Niece. She was a teenager, I think 16, I believe. Could be wrong completely. Um, her two best friends stabbed her to death. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a, kind of a scary story. Um. It was like out of the blue. It just kind of sounded like they were threesome. I was a threesome with my best friends too. And it's, oh, it's hard sometimes. Glad you cleared that Stop up. I'm it. getting a little hot over here. Stop it. It's hard Whew. sometimes to be three. Because sometimes two of them are doing something different and one of them feels left out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think this is kind of the situation that came about. The old third wheel. With this. Yeah. And they just decided we're just going to stab her to death. Have you been stabbed before? I have not been stabbed, no. By any kind of object? I mean, no. It's ironic because my best friend stabbed me once in the leg <laughs> with a broken piece of pipe, and it doesn't feel good. I still have a scar. Why? Why? Can I ask? I don't remember if we were like in an actual fight or just screwing around, but somehow I got impaled on a broken piece <laughs> of PVC pipe right in my calf, and I still have a scar, I think. But yeah, and then my brother stabbed my other brother with an X-Acto <laughs> knife while we were all out of town. Like, lots of stabbing going on in the Jordan's family. Wow. But. All right. Well, like these yeah. stories, it doesn't sound like yours had any motive. No, not at all. So I am going to tell you tonight the best friend killers. We're going to start. I like that. On the morning of the February 3rd, 2004 is where we're starting. Okay. Southwood Middle School in Miami-Dade County, that's in Florida, for those of you who do not live here in the United States. They were placed on an unscheduled lockdown with no student permitted to leave the campus. So for some people who don't have mass school shootings like we do here at the, in the United States, lockdown is something that unfortunately our children are subjected to. Basically, you turn out the lights, you shut the doors, everything's locked, kids hide. It's kind of a scary situation. USA. USA. Yeah. We're, we're, we're leading America. the pack. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm just making sure that for those of you who are not in this country or don't quite know what I'm talking about, that's what a lockdown is. It's yeah. kind of like a fire drill or an earthquake drill or well, anything like that. Yeah. You, you practice it. But yes. unfortunately, on this day in 2004, it was an actual real lockdown. Well, by mid-morning, over 100 alarmed parents, I'm sure you could imagine how alarmed you might be if our children's school was locked down, had already arrived at the school wanting to get their children out of there. It's a, it's a mess. 
trying to figure out how to get everybody's kids safely and whatever. So you can imagine that they were a little upset by not being able to cross the school boundary to retrieve their children. Rumors had begun to spread that someone had been robbed, but eventually the news broke that a dead body had been found on campus. Hmm. Yes. Yuck. Yeah. Jaime Goff had been fatally stabbed in the neck, face, and hands more than 40 times and died from his injuries. He was found bleeding to death by another student who quickly alerted a school official and called 911. Jaime was a 14-year-old 8th grade student. Isn't that sad? Yeah. You know what I don't get about the stabbing deaths is there's always like 20 stab wounds, 40. Like, do people just go bananas? You, you only need one so that's, in the right spot. That's usually something that investigators um, attribute to, like, anger or it was obviously somebody who knew this person. Yeah. You know, taking out their rage or yeah. their emotions this way. All right. Well, as always, you know, bad people never die. It's always good people. Yeah. He was described as being incredibly gifted. So, of course, all the staff members of the school were completely shocked by the news of the gory murder of one of their students. Of course. I can't imagine that, like, that happening at my school. Like, I don't don't think I'd be able to function, like, for quite a while after that. Like, I'm not sure I'd be able to go. Yeah. yeah. It it would just. The the counselors would have been working overtime on that one. Yeah, for sure. Luckily, one teacher had remembered that they noticed blood on a student named Michael Hernandez that day. So, like I said, I, I, there's no way I would remember any of that. It would just be like everything gone. <laughs> so this teacher, like, way to go. They immediately notified the police. In the months that followed, the detectives were able to keep the identity of their suspect confidential. But finally, in June of 2004, the authorities were able to share that they had found DNA evidence proving that the blood of Michael Hernandez, sorry, blood on Michael Hernandez's jacket, the one that the teacher saw, I told you she saw blood, um, had indeed come from Jaime, his best friend. Mm. Yes. Michael Hernandez confessed to the killing without offering a motive. Crazy. Yeah. You gotta, I don't know. No motive? There's gotta be something. He didn't give one. Interesting. Yeah. Besides the DNA evidence, police also had a witness statement identifying Hernandez as entering the bathroom with Jaime. Police also found Jaime's blood on a pocket knife and latex gloves in one of the pockets of Hernandez's backpack. So he's pretty much. Yeah. Premeditated. Well, there's that. But also, like, this isn't maybe like he, he did it. Yeah. Shocking pieces of evidence also came to light during the trial, which included his journal detailing his fascination with serial killers and featuring a kill list. The list included Jaime Goff and Hernandez's own sister. Mm. Michael Hernandez was convicted of first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. And the reason that I found this story was he he actually passed away in May. Oh, really? This last May at the age of 31. Natural causes or was he shivved? So they actually won't list the cause of death. Mm. So that tells me it's probably jailhouse justice. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good band name. Thanks. <laughs> I like it. I like that. So poor Jaime, 14. Yeah. Best friend, you know. And best friend just had a mental health episode, I guess. And yeah. Wow. All right. Well, our next story comes from Saskatoon. Isn't that fun to say? I love Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. Yes. 
so fun. They There's, have such nice names. They there. have a great like a uh, hockey team, like the Saskatoon. You know. Oh, they have a hockey team from Saskatoon. Of course, that's amazing. It's Canada. All right. But like the Saskatoon, you know, sarsaparillas or something, something funny like that. All right. Well, this story is about best friends Cheyenne Antoine and Brittany Gargle. March 25th of 2015 was supposed to be just a normal night out. Her, her last name's Gargle? Gargle. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought you said Gargle. I'm like, how much did she get made fun of? Nope. Gargle. Gargle. Yes. I, you just—I completely lost my part. They were right. on a, Thank they you had so a, much. They had a night out. They were going to have a night out. That's right. They yeah. got So they got dressed up. They're I taking selfies together. They're heading out for a night of drinking. You know, like you do. What year friends. is this one again? This is 2015. Okay. Everything seemed fine. That was until 18-year-old Brittany's body was found unresponsive on the side of the road on the outskirts of town. It's Brittany, bitch. That's not nice. This <laughs> is a victim. It's okay. It's not okay. We don't make fun of victims. <sighs> I'm not making fun of her. I just said it's Britney, bitch. All right. Anyway, according to CBS News, the man who found Britney said she was cold to the touch. Mm. I don't. I would not touch. <laughs> if I say I saw a dead body on the side of the road, I ain't touching it. Not happening. You're not going to check to see if they're still alive. Uh, I'll look. Like I'll see if I can see their chest rising, but I am not touching it. No wow. Way. You're not a first responder because you got to go check. You got to feel for a pulse. You got to feel if they're cold. Okay, yeah. I also don't want my fingerprints anywhere near this crime scene. <laughs> oh, I see. You're looking at it from that <laughs> side. There's that too, but I don't want to touch. This is why I did not go for my dream job of forensic psychologist. I can't do this. I can't touch dead bodies. I can't see blood. Mm. Can't do it. The first time somebody's like, gives me a body with a head chopped off, I'm gone. I'm dead. Not happening. Mm, yeah. All right. Good thing you chose the path you did. Good thing. <laughs> now we just clean up puke and boogers. And read about dead and bodies. And read about dead bodies. Yeah. All right. It basically was discovered that Brittany had died of strangulation. Do you want to know what the murder weapon was? Uh, yeah, I do. I figured. Well, they found a belt laying close to her body. Mm. Understandably, everyone who knew Brittany was extremely distraught, and it seemed like one of the people taking it the hardest was her best friend, Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Before Brittany's body was found, Cheyenne had taken to social media, asking if anyone had seen her friend. She helped Brittany's parents put up posters, and she even called every day to see if there were more developments in the case. A post from the night Brittany went missing says, Where are you? Haven't heard from you. Hope you made it home safe. She had told police that she and Brittany had gone to several bars that night and that the two of them had had a fight. Brittany ended up leaving with a man they didn't know, and Cheyenne went to meet up with her uncle to walk along a river. Um, okay. <laughs> Just call up your uncle and go walk along a river at midnight? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you don't do that? No. Oh. No, I thought I, I thought everybody did that. Right? I do. <laughs> If I'm the yeah, police, I'm not like, oh, all right. Yeah. Sounds legit. Absolutely. You're not a suspect. What? Moving along. Yeah, Next I'm just one. Walking with my uncle along the river. <laughs> anyway, he corroborated her story. With no other concrete evidence, Brittany's case had gone cold. It wasn't until two years later that things started to seem fishy and the case started to heat up again. A person approached the Gargoyle family, telling a story of a drunken rant in which Cheyenne confessed that she hit and strangled her friend. Oh, police had already been suspicious of Cheyenne's story. Cause I mean, 
going for a walk with your uncle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. a bit weird. But there was more to it than that. Yeah. Body language experts found her to be emotionless. She never looked at any of them in the eye. They were saying she, she basically was showing all the signs of lying. You know? Yeah. So I always, I always found that really interesting, that body language, like the way that you even speak or move can tell so much. Oh, yeah. It's very helpful in my field. It, I've caught you in a few lies. It's oh, very, very helpful tool for parenting. Yeah, it's, a, okay. it's good. So were you trained in this? Was this something I was, you, yes. So what are some of the like indications that someone's being sketchy? Well, I can't tell you that. Oh, all right. Because then you'll master them and you won't you won't do the tells anymore. <laughs> and you'll be able to lie right to my face. Okay. No, all right. Well, never mind. No, I'll tell you. Um, it's uh, So, like, when people look up, like, a lot of people focus on eye contact. Right. But averting your gaze is actually a good thing sometimes because when people are looking up, like, they're recalling. Right. So, if you are doing an interview with somebody and they're looking up, they're trying to recall facts about something. So, okay. You know, that can be helpful if you're doing an interrogation. It's it's the typical things like sweating, mm-hmm. tripping over your words, um, you know. Uh, do you remember that Netflix thing we watched about the guy who killed his family in Colorado? Yes. Do you remember how sketchy he was around the cops and yeah. the neighbor? And the neighbor's like, this guy never acts like this. He was just like right. checking on things weird and just was very high energy, nervous, those, yeah. all those things. But when you're doing like a one-on-one interrogation with somebody, it's the way they sit, if they have their legs crossed versus open, if they lean into you, they're ready to tell the truth. If they're sitting with their arms folded, kind of leaning back and mm-hmm. not looking at you, they're lying or they're trying to hide something, they're closing their body off. That's why right. they fold the arms. So <laughs> it's all those little things. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, I think there was a show, isn't there? There's oh. lots of things. You know what's interesting? There was a is, show about that. It was like The Art of Lying or something. It was like a yeah. television show. I don't know, whatever. And it's pretty interesting because, yes, I was trained in this for work, but I like to play poker on occasion, and it, it super helps with that. And I've I've actually done pretty well when I've played because I can see when people are... Except for last time. I can see when... <laughs> yes, I can see when people are bluffing and, and being weird, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a helpful skill, though. I mean, I know every time the kids are lying. Easily. Well, our kids are. <laughs> they're not good. No, they're terrible at lying. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, this information led police to do some more digging. They were able to find security footage that proved that Brittany and Cheyenne never made it to the bar she had mentioned in her story. They questioned her uncle again. Remember, he gave her the alibi, as yeah. I told you. And he finally admitted he had lied to protect her. Mm-hmm. Investigators found that Cheyenne's phone pinged Wi-Fi signals at locations and times consistent with what they believe to be the timeline of the murder. So you got to be careful with this modern technology, guys. Yeah. Smartphones, smartwatches, they can track you. They can like tag you and put you at pinpoints in any given time and mm-hmm. given place. Right. Yep. And we have heard like, for example, in the Adnan Syed case, mm-hmm. sometimes they are a little bit unreliable because they're bouncing off of different, you know, towers that may not be exactly where you are, but at least in the vicinity. Yeah. But when so was that? That was before the technology was what it is right, now. Right. Yep. It's a little bit better now, obviously. Yeah. Now everything's, if you have your location services on, it's constantly refreshing and putting you somewhere. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, and so this just kind of helped them to find where they need to look, I guess. It wasn't their smoking gun. Yeah. So Cheyenne knew this would be a problem based on her attempt to create an alibi. So she kind of knew that this was going to be an issue. So she tried to tell them 
that she was there, but like with her uncle in a different place, basically. Yeah. The Facebook comment I read earlier shows a deliberate attempt to throw investigators off her scent with a conveniently timestamped message of concern for her best friend. Yeah. But of course, she knew her friend was not home safe because she had just strangled her to death and left her body. Mm-hmm. So all this seems sketchy, but honestly, I don't think it would hold up in court. Yeah. Seems like, okay, maybe this yeah. is a little weird, yeah. but they didn't have enough. That's just not enough. But this next piece of evidence certainly would hold up in court. After combing through Brit- Brittany and Cheyenne's social media, investigators had come across a photo of the friends taken just six hours before they went out that night. Lo and behold, peeking out of the corner of the picture, barely visible unless you were looking for it, was the belt used to strangle Brittany on Cheyenne's waist. Mm. This was enough to bring her in, and two years after the death of her best friend, Cheyenne finally confessed to her murder. Cheyenne was charged with second-degree murder and pleaded guilty to manslaughter and was sentenced to seven years in prison. Wow. Seven years? That's nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. But, come on, Cheyenne. What? That's... you got to be better than that. That's she's not a, smart. She's a rookie. She's a kid. Right. And I'm sure it was a spur. She wasn't planning it. I guarantee. Yeah. It's probably just like a drunken fight, not yeah. realizing what she did. Yeah. But I'll, I'll put the picture up on social media because the belt is not just like your any old belt. It's like, it. you know, those big thick belts that women wear like on a dress. Yeah. It's like that. It's like the braided. Yeah. Big, huge buckle. Something that would stand out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just yeah. like any old like. Yeah. Hey, coincidentally, walking by the river at night with my uncle is Jailhouse Justice's number one hit. Oh. Yeah, walking awesome. <laughs> At midnight. Don't yeah. forget. You know what stood out to me about that story is, if I'm investigating this, the most sketchy part to me is her checking constantly. Have you heard anything? She's doing that for her own good to see, is anyone on my scent? Like, nobody nobody cares that much. Right. So, we you know, know that I mean? now. But Cheyenne's parents, Cheyenne, excuse me, Brittany's parents did an interview stating that they actually thought she was truly concerned for her friend. Like she felt upset by what was going on. She needed to know. I get it. And we know she (laughs) was probably just trying to figure out what they've found and not found. I'm just saying me, the spidey sense will tingle because I'm skeptical of everything that like this person cares too much that they're something's not right here. Right, and being, Why are they asking so much? Being fans of the true crime genre, I know that quite a lot of killers insert themselves into the case mm-hmm. trying to get information. So yeah. that's, that's something, obviously, that would be a radar for me. Yeah. But all right, well, I'm winding down, I promise. I told you all last week I needed more time to get these stories just right. So this next story involves social media as well and cold places. Cold places? Yeah. Canada's cold, you know. Oh, is it always cold? I mean... I think that's a little presumptuous of America's hat (laughs) to say that they're always cold. They do have... Anyway, I'm just messing around. Yes. It's another cold place. All right. Well, we're going to find ourselves in Alaska for this one. Ooh. Very chilly. Yes. Extremely. You know what? I got to stop for a moment. Yeah. Do you know how many people truly believed that Alaska was an island because of the way it looks on our maps? You know, they take Alaska and blow it up on the bottom where Hawaii is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, to make everything fit in the page. Exactly. I cannot even believe the amount of people I have learned that thought it was an island. Is that crazy? Wait, it's not? Stop it. (laughs) 
I'm not saying they're stupid because I totally would think that too, but I'm just, you know, I'm a little, probably a little older, a little more red, I guess. I don't know. Quite a few people. Yeah, but a lot of for the longest time thought it was an island. A lot of maps nowadays do have it up there. You can see it connected, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. But like, I can <laughs> I can amazing. even tell you the map in my classroom isn't like that. It has the United States blown up really big because fifth graders study the states, so yeah. we need to see each state and not so much just the United States as a whole. Yeah. So it is just the you know right along the coast. Well, and unfor- unfortunately, so it doesn't, doesn't fit there. <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't connect to the United States. It connects to Canada. And if exactly. you're studying the States, forget about Canada. It's not there. Go away, America so, Junior. Yeah. It's pretty, that was pretty interesting. It That's is. A little yeah. sidebar. Sorry. I can't believe that. All what right. a bunch of idiots we are. I know. Americans. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, 19-year-old Cynthia Hoffman, or Cece, as her parents and friends called her, had had trouble making friends in the past. Because of a learning disability, she was intellectually only about 12 years old. She worked in restaurants, but her favorite thing to do was to help her dad with his handyman business. He he said she was his right-hand man. Oh, So cute. People who knew her say that she was so kind-hearted and all she wanted was to make friends. That's why she was so excited when 18-year-old Denali Bremer seemed to want to be her friend posting a picture of them from a dance on social media with the caption, my BFF. But based on the stories I've already told you tonight, I bet you can guess where this one is going. Turns out that Denali was part of a scheme involving a millionaire named Tyler, and that's in air quotes, from Indiana, child pornography, $9 million, and four other teens. Her friends Caden McIntosh, he was 16, Caleb Leland, who was 19, and two other teens whose names have not been released because of their ages. You see, Tyler, in quotes, who would later be found to be actually 21-year-old Darren Schillmiller, had catfished Denali into believing they were truly in love. She began doing things for him, such as sending sexually explicit videos she had taken of young girls, some as young as eight or nine. But this last request was different. She was supposed to rape and kill someone and send the pictures to him in return. She and her friends would get to split the $9 million that he was going to give them. I don't know anybody who's like, sure, I'll kill someone for $9 million. I guess I can't say that now. Yeah, it's not a lot of money. Mm. No, not if you got all these people to split it with now. Yeah. $9 million. $9 million. It's kind of a weird number, right? It is a weird number. Well, how many people was it again? Uh, five total. Oh, yeah. If it was three, it'd be nice, easy three million each, but splitting nine million over five. Yeah. It's just a weird. Yeah, that's weird. Nine. Nine's just a weird number. Anyway, Denali and her friend Caden told Cece that they were going to go to a popular hiking trail that led to a large waterfall. Instead, they went off the path and found an empty clearing. The teenagers then bound Cynthia's hands, feet, and mouth with duct tape. Once she was restrained, Macintosh took Bremer's 9mm handgun and shot her in the back of the head. They left her body in the river. They then called Cece's parents to tell them that they were dropping her off at a different park and went to another location to burn her purse and the gun used in the shooting. So I'm going to stop for a second. You can burn a gun? Uh, it doesn't seem like something that would burn very well. If with hot enough fire, yeah. You could because you can melt steel. But I feel like, so they're in another park, right? Mm-hmm. So there's technically, I guess, three trails or parks. 
I don't think you could get like a campfire hot enough to burn something like that, right? I mean, it would have to be like one of those, I don't know, coal burning, like I'm on a ship shoveling <laughs> all kinds of coal into this huge... Yeah, it would have to I mean? be a pretty hot fire. I, yeah, I don't know if you put it like all the way in the coals. I mean, you'd, you'd be able to burn like the handle and stuff, but not all of it. You, yeah, maybe, To burn steel, I don't know how, okay. I don't know what temperature fire has to be at to melt steel, but. Maybe they were just trying to disfigure it enough that it couldn't be identified. I yeah, don't know. probably. Yeah. Because it seems kind of silly to try to burn again. Anyway. Yeah. When they couldn't find Cynthia, her parents reported her missing on June 4th. Two days later, police found Cynthia's body on the bank of the Eklutna, I think that's how you say that, river, near a hiking trail on the outskirts of Anchorage. Cece's father had been text messaging her friend, whom he knew as Angela, asking if he had seen her since she was the last one with her that night. She told him that they had dropped her off at a park like she asked them to do, and then ended with saying she hopes they find her because she is her best friend. Mm. So nice. So imagine learning all of this was a lie later. Knowing that all your baby wanted was friends. Isn't that so sad? Yeah. It kills me. Ugh. People are gross. Makes me think of our baby. I know. He yeah. just, well, he doesn't really, says he doesn't want friends. Yeah. But whatever. Everybody wants friends. All of those involved were indicted on murder charges and conspiracy to commit murder. Shill Miller was extradited to Alaska to face his sentencing. Mm. I didn't write it down, but there was a really cool speech from the, I guess, governor of Alaska. Or the yeah, they have those sheriff guy. I don't know. I can't, I don't know who it was. <laughs> the Somebody important. The head policeman. I don't know. Well, they do have governor. Sarah Palin the was governor. But yes. Head of chief of police. Maybe that's what it was for all of Alaska. For all of Alaska, <laughs> they have one police department. I don't, I don't know how it goes. Anyway, <laughs> whoever this whoever this top guy was, commissioner. Okay, yeah, maybe, maybe he said this like, if you think that you're going to hurt anybody here in my state and get away with it, you're wrong. Ooh. And it was like, ooh. Yeah. It was like really chilling. I'm like, ooh, I like this guy. I'm fired up now. I know. Go Alaska. I love it. Mm. So yeah, they brought him back so that he could face his sentencing in Alaska. I love that. I don't know if I want to be in jail in Alaska. I don't want to be in jail anywhere. Let's be clear. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, Alaska yes. seems like it might be a little, uh, seems like little one different. Of those. Yeah. Yeah. Going to get shivved with a, uh, you know, what kind of animals they have up there. Wolf. Beavers. Uh, shivved moose? with a beaver bone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that is the new, anyway, carry on. All right. <laughs> well, these were pretty tough stories, huh? Yeah. Well, I lied. I actually have one more super quick one. Oh, great. And this one actually happened in May in Taylorsville, Utah. And when I say May, I mean this May. Oh, you're ending with a Utah story? I am. Oh, beautiful. Great segue. Oh, thanks. All right. All right. Well, 15-year-old Ivan Nick Vateshnik was found murdered and dismembered. Turns out his 17-year-old friend, Rowdy Lee Aguilar, I'm not saying he's obnoxious. That's his name, Rowdy. <laughs> That's his actual name. His birth name, Rowdy. Rowdy. Is that a yeah. nickname? Like, the, yeah. No. Like Rowdy Piper? Nope. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. He confessed to killing and dismembering him, then hiding them on his family's property. A search of his room turned up bloody clothes and a knife that was consistent with the wounds on Nick's body. When questioned, Aguilar said he was at his girlfriend's house at the time of the murder. But when police showed surveillance footage of Aguilar and Viteshnik entering Aguilar's home at 10.09 a.m., and then a few hours later, Aguilar leaving with a bunch of trash bags matching the ones that were found, he finally confessed. 
There's still no motive and Aguilar is awaiting trial. This is definitely one I'm also going to be watching for an update. Again, like I said, it just happened in May. Yeah. yeah I feel so bad for this poor kid. Yeah. He's only 15. Yeah. He seemed like a really sweet kid too. His um, mother had passed away and then his dad just died the year before of cancer. I think his mother was in a car accident, I believe. Jeez. So he was with his his aunt, his mom's sister, I think is what she said. She was just saying what a great kid he was. Even after experiencing so much adversity, he was kind and loving, mm-hmm. a gentle kid. I feel terrible. That's really yeah, sad. That's That sucks. All right. Well, go check your best friends, everybody. Yeah. And don't kill them with a belt. And if you do, don't put it on social media. No. Yeah. No, not not. If smart. you're going to kill anybody, don't put just it on social media. How about we just don't kill anybody? I, I mean, mean, sometimes there's a chance where you might probably should. And anyway, I'll anyway, shut up now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So in the beginning, we said we'd do something a little different. Right. I like to talk about these very current stories, and there's not a ton of information out there, so it won't necessarily be a deep dive. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so last week, we talked about um, some a family you gave an update this morning they were killed on a hiking trail slash expedition mm-hmm. if you will well this week i'm going to tell you about a story that happened i can't find the exact date in here but this article is dated august 20th and it says last week buried lesbian couple kylan schulte i think i'm saying that correctly 24 years old and crystal turner 38 years old set off for a camping trip in the grand County Outback. This is in Moab, Utah. Okay. Okay. Good segue with your Utah story. Thanks. And this is not far from their home, which was also in Moab. I think I'm saying that right. Moab. It's mm-hmm, M-O-A-B. I mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. They were newlyweds who were well known in their small community. Their families last saw the pair on August 14th, where the couple enjoyed a drink at Woody's Tavern on Moab's main street before setting off for a camping trip in the mountains. When they didn't show up for work on Monday, the community began to worry. I wish the community knew me well enough to worry if I didn't show up somewhere. You know what? <laughs> I've often thought about that. Beside our work friends, I don't think anybody would realize we're gone. <laughs> yeah. We don't know anybody here. We don't no. have any. I mean, we have neighbors, I guess. but Yeah. And there'll be times like I have friends here, but there'll be times where I don't answer the group chat right. or say anything for weeks on be, end. And... It'd probably be like days before somebody was like, wait a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's. I mean, scary. my that's work scary requires thought. me. My work requires me to be there, like on a daily basis. But like right now in the summertime, like nobody would have any idea I'm not here. <laughs> yeah, it's scary to think yeah. of, about that sometimes. When I lived by myself out here, I always thought I'd, you know, die in my sleep and nobody would know for weeks. That's like one of my biggest fears. That that's one of my biggest fears to die alone. Yeah, and then they find you because they smell you. Like that's the <laughs> worst. That's the worst. That is the worst. Super scary. Anyway, continue. Well, this couple was experiencing houselessness. It's the proper way to say that, I guess, nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, when Cindy Sue Hunter, a mutual friend, started to search for them on the 14th, she noticed the couple's van and motorcycle parked outside the McDonald's where Turner worked. At first, she was looking for an accident, expecting to find the two crashed on the side of the road or something. Uh, but when she got up into the mountains, she received intel from... Kyle, they, they, she goes by Kyle, so I'll just say Kyle because it's easier than Kylen. Um, father, Sean Paul, ooh, Sean Paul, 
that he'd received a text earlier from the pair talking about a creepy dude near the campsite that caused them to move creepy dude as in quotes. Oh, no. Hunter finally saw the couple's car parked near Warner Lake, which was on the trail where they were at, and called the police at once. On August 18th, after a search by police, the couple was found dead of gunshot wounds. Oh. While the motive for the double homicide is still unknown, Kyle's aunt Bridget confirmed in a Wednesday Facebook post that the women saw a creep lingering near the campsite. So they posted about it, too. Didn't like, maybe they tried to get away. Maybe they, I don't, I'd, I'd call somebody. They obviously have service to post. Like, why didn't you call the police or something? I, wonder if I don't it's know. Like, you remember that story I did about the hiker? I think his name was Michael. He went hiking and his friends went to go see him and there was that weird guy in the campsite. Yes. Do you remember that one? I wonder yeah. if it's like that. Like, like maybe they stumbled upon something they shouldn't have. Is that where like Breaking Bad did their, is that, was it Utah? Where, no, where no, was that? New, New Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Oh, maybe somebody was uh, doing some meth out there or something. So Kyle and Crystal told close friends that there was a weirdo camping near them that was freaking them out. Um, and this is what their friend posted as well. And that they should move campsites. Now they've been missing for over four days and nights. This is a post from from Cynthia Hunter. Okay. Um, so yeah, they were gunned down on this camping trip and the bodies are there. So unlike your story... We definitely have a cause of death. We have right. bodies, all that stuff. But the killer is nowhere to be found. No description, no nothing. Right. Lost in the wind. They have like zero information. They were just found dead at this campsite. Apparently nobody heard anything. I don't know. So but, yeah. hmm. I'm going to continue to follow this. The FBI is now in on it and looking into um, any potential suspects or leads. And so far there's nothing. All right. Well, keep us updated. That's yeah, I mean, it, really you know, obviously could be the hate crime angle here um, oh. with them being a lesbian couple. I don't know how, you know. Co- would ha- that would, yeah, that would, would have to be like a crazy coincidence. Well, I just don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right place, right time for the killer. But I just don't know how, you know, cool lesbianism is in Utah. If that's a thing, very kind of religious communities say, and stuff. I was going to say Utah's pretty uh, Mormon. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. So that's that. I will follow that and update as they come. And uh, that's so that's my uh, recent story. Nice. All right. Um, you remind me. I forgot to give my sources. Oh yes. For my stories. Yeah. So my sources were an article from the crimeaholic dot com. Oh. By I think it's Divya Mina from September of twenty twenty. Yeah. A Fox twelve Tampa Bay article from May of this year. An article by Jessica Clark from January of 2018, a Washington Post article by Alex Horton from January of 2018, a crime news article by Gina Tron from June of 2019, a BBC News article from June of 2019, a Washington Post article by Antonia Farzan, also from June of 2019. Fake news. And an article. (laughs) Washington Post, fake news. Oh, okay. Sorry. And an article from Fox 13, Salt Lake City. Those were my numerous sources. I told you I had a lot of information to comb through. And you reminded me of something, actually, real quick before we go. Okay. Do you know who Sirhan Sirhan is? I think. He's the guy that assassinated Robert Kennedy. Mm -hmm. He's been granted parole. What? And the brothers of Kennedy people in the Kennedy family were like, okay with this. But um, some, and they said it's like, it's okay. He's 77 years old. Yeah. Um, 
but some of the Kennedy family's like not, and they were like trying to come up with reasons why it should not be granted, but he's been granted parole. It doesn't mean necessarily he'll be released from prison, but this is a big win for him. And it's just kind of funny because his the mugshot or the picture circulating around the news, this guy looks like a mean guy. <laughs> but mm-hmm. he's like, I've learned how to not react in violence, and I'm a better person. Oh, Whatever. It certainly looks like if he gets let go, he's going to go right out and kill somebody else <laughs> based on the way his face Yikes. looks. But anyway. anyway. Yeah, Sirhan Sirhan. Great name, but he's uh, <laughs> he's out, or might be out soon. Right. All right. All right. Well, if you would like any more information or pictures about these cases, please make sure to follow us on social media. How did we miss that? And until next week, keep your head up and look out for each other. 